The actual definition of fieldcraft that people aren't aware of is living, operating, moving, and communicating in the field. Hey guys, this is Hard Time Strongman, and today we're joined by our guest from First Response Fieldcraft, Nomad and Static. Guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Awesome. Yeah, I guess I'll go ahead. Uh, thanks, guys. Nomad here. Um, yeah, co-host of First Response Fieldcraft podcast with Static. Um, yeah, and we just kind of have a podcast. We have a website where we just kind of pump out Fieldcraft articles, and then we have a joint Instagram page where we're just trying to spread some generic fieldcraft knowledge that can be applicable to multiple people not just gear nerds guys thanks for coming on it's so great to have y'all i mean i'm we've been excited for this conversation for for weeks now i think that you know it, it's so great to to find in this community someone that shares your same values that shares your same drive and you know you guys really i feel like you put it best you know we're cut from the same cloth so it's great to have you guys on to share your knowledge and to you know, hopefully build up a relationship going forward where we can really add to this, out of this community. 100%. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. When static and I talked about that before we even set up a time to chat with you guys, I was like, Oh man, another podcast that I actually want to listen to. And the dudes sound like us. They're just a little more polite than we are. Cause you, we noticed that too. You guys blur, you guys blur out all your swearing and statics just constantly like we're either doxing each other or we're just getting mad or we constantly disagree. And people are like, how the hell do you guys work together? <laughs> For for every hour we record, there's probably three hours that we have oh, to cut God. out. Yes. So it's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, I mean it's and that would that decision was made around like what episode three or four, so few weeks, almost a month of of doing this. We got approached by uh by a couple of listeners saying that, you know, like, hey man, you know, like we love what you're putting out, but I'd love to, you know, listen to this with my with my sons or I'd love to listen to this with my, you know, family, church group, whatever. So mm. we yeah, we just take a little bit and you know cut out, try to get out to get out to everybody. You know, our our ethos, our mission statement is to train up a better class of man. So we're trying to reach everybody to bring everybody up, not just people who can, you know, who you know former military, former LEO. But you know, mm-hmm. we we really feel like that this skill set, this mindset, is something that everybody everybody should have. <laughs> anyway, for like from what I've listened to you guys, and I've you know, listen to every episode, you guys are just starting out, like, and you've been putting out amazing content, <laughs> content compared to, you know, the branding or the, or, you know, essentially commercials that everyone else is putting up on IG or whatever else, you know, you guys are actually putting out, you know, really education rich content, really dense content out there. So whatever work, whatever works, man, I'm a fan. That's totally yeah, true that- too. Cause like, there's a lot of people that are they're rattling on about shooting. They're rattling on about gear, all this crap, but nobody's really touching on fieldcraft or bushcraft. And you guys are. And I know before I even started yeah. talking to you guys, I thought they were one and the same thing. But as soon as I started talking to you guys, listening to your podcast, I'm like, oh, I was wrong. Let's delve <laughs> deeper into this. Well, I love what you said. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I love what you said about um, you know fieldcraft, fieldcrafting is something that everyone needs to mm-hmm. know. I was just thinking of, you know, anytime that I've gone, you know, hunting, camping, you know, if I was out in a field exercise, you know, when you, when you strip everything else away, the little tasks, the little proficiencies that you just do naturally, you know, that's, yeah. that's all fundamentals. 
and it, you know, just think if you don't have that, then, you know, I mean, you're, you're screwed. You're, you're screwed. 100%. Yeah. Okay, great. Before we get into that, do you guys want to share, um, share kind of your background, how you've, you know, come to, to earn this skill set and, uh, how you guys got together? Sure. Um, you want to go first, Static? This time we'll go back and forth. Yeah, and then I was kind of honestly the the total opposite approach, especially whenever uh, we always bring up that I'm the Canadian, he's American. People assume everyone in Canada wears like plaid and lives outside and does outdoor things, but I grew up straight up like urban hell. Like I like I had never camped before basic, and when I tell people that, they're like shocked. They're like, "Hey, how is this guy talking fieldcraft then?" But um, I was fortunate where I joined the military extremely young. I was like like just out of high school and then because like we've talked about before offline as well the military is what you make of it right so if you're super motivated and super keen and if you're physically fit kind of opportunities open up for you so uh, i was able to go to like certain units and i learned different skills um and then i got out of the military switched to the le side for a bit it kind of was kind of whack in canada so i disagreed with it and then i really just focused on a lot of outdoor stuff when i got out especially like specifically the hiking and uh, i'm slowly getting into hunting and then just like static said before We've honestly found each other through, I found his YouTube channel first, as funny as that sounds. I found him on YouTube and then I liked his content and I commented and then he actually commented back and then we just went back and forth. And then eventually I found him on Instagram and we were laughing. I'm like, wow, we're pretty similar in our kind of philosophy. So that's kind of where we are today. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's how you guys found us. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We just started talking back and forth on IG and it's like, oh man, these guys are, Mm -hmm. these guys are actually legit. Cool. That and our so. mutual hatred for these guys that push nods. <laughs> there and it is. You're the first one to bring yep, it up. Yep, I'm Time's going lost. to. <laughs> I mentioned it in the last episode too. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like since we started, I'm pretty sure we constantly say skills over gear, and then people get really upset about it. But well, it, exactly, skills over gear. You know, you guys say assets, not liabilities. Yeah, but you can't you can't buy your way into proficiency. Yeah, you know, and like. And like, again, all four of us being ex-military, being in the infantry, we've all said this multiple times and anyone listening who was like, obviously there is better gear. Like you can do better things with better gear, but kind of like what Static said earlier, if you don't have the basic fundamentals down, the most high-speed gear doesn't mean. And and we're trying to take that approach with fieldcraft, even like pa- like how to pack a rock, something so simple, right? I could give you a thousand dollar rock, but if you don't under- understand the concept on how to waterproof your shit or where to put the weight, it doesn't really matter. So. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter to you. I knew a guy, so a buddy of mine was a sniper squad leader back in the day when he was in the Marines and he was talking to me about a you know personal rifle that he owned. And he said he was just breaking down everything that he had bought and how he built it out. And he said, you know, yeah, I could get better stuff, but I'm not gonna outshoot this rifle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one that speaks to, you know, his humility, but also just just being real. I mean, it's a machine. It's going to do what it's supposed to do if you calibrate it right. But mm-hmm. you know, you are the failure point. Mm-hmm. So until you get yourself good enough, it, it doesn't yep. matter. I mean, <laughs> they got to learn how to use well, the three machine cells. <laughs> well, you're. I think people get upset because you're forcing them to take a hard look at where they're at, not where I'd yeah. like to be yeah. in a year or five years. Yeah. Not with. You know, oh, if I had this, or oh, if I didn't have this, but you know, where you're at right now, mm-hmm. you know, because especially you know what you guys talk about gear, you know, we've talked about off the show about using what you have. You know, yeah, it'd be great to have you know this this rock or that rifle, but using what you have to its fullest extent, you know, doing more with less. I think you yeah. know people people hate that because 
it forces them to look at their deficiencies because when you strip all the gear away you know where are you left with you're left with you yeah yeah you know if you if you suck at pt you suck at pt man doesn't matter if you have a good ruck or a good rifle or anything you know yeah. if you can't get up the mountain you can't get up the mountain and that's you know that's i think that's where the where the rub comes in we were also talking we, we were also talking too that like because now everyone's pushing a brand kind of like what you were saying at the beginning yeah. people are selling a piece of kit so um because we we're openly have said multiple times we're never going to sell anything other than like we just want to share skills so that like upsets a lot of people because the consumerism of it is is like you said earlier people want to just buy something to fix the solution whereas we're trying to take the approach that well we can teach you a skill and you don't need that piece of gear now you can like you know arguably yeah yeah everybody's selling like look for real you absolutely need nods yeah, everybody needs knots, but uh, don't leave home without if you them. You don't have knots, you're gonna get clopped by a fifty <laughs> year old fat guy. <laughs> hey, look, man, if you're not combat effective, you're not combat effective. Yeah, you know, if your wife is, you know, that guy's morale, and that's what he needs at that time. You know, think, <laughs> think of the community, okay? Think of the community. It's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is worth it yeah and it, it's just there's so many guys right that just want to buy whatever piece of kit because again going back to our military background like we were all that private who saw that e6 who had a better chest rig and you're like my reload will be better i'm like dude that guy's reload solid because he's not incompetent it's got nothing to do with the chest rig but people don't want to hear that right yeah or he's never reloaded um, in his life in actual combat yeah exactly right and then like and just like static keeps saying right we're kind of i don't want to say we're not pushing either side we're, we're just trying to remain neutral to help the most amount of people and people don't like that they can't read that and that's what it is yeah because we're not specifically helping the tactical minutemen dudes but we're not discarding that single mom who's 12 year old boy wants to get into scouts you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're kind of like in the middle yeah actually yeah this was the first time yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we usually just say military. And then the other the other side, too, is like Static has openly said he's still working in law enforcement. And I said I'm not. And like you guys, obviously, like not for this recording, the people listening, but like Static and I have been in person. And he jokes and says, like, yeah, I'm pretty recognizable. You guys see me on video. I'm pretty recognizable. And then we explain, like, it's a security thing for our families because he's still in mm-hmm. and I'm not. And I come from such yeah. a small military unit where the dudes, like, they probably recognize my voice. So I'm like, I'm just keeping it pretty neutral so just like he said we're not living on our past laurels it's just experience to us and we're focused on what we're doing now and people don't like that right right yeah exactly and you know we've we've tried to stay pretty open about that as well you know yes we were in the infantry you know was i at a high-speed unit no no yes did i do high-speed stuff Uh, sometimes your your mileage may vary right yeah sometimes most of the time no and you know i've tried to be very open about this both on ig and on the podcast I've learned more being outside of the army than I ever oh, did while I was one hundred percent because 100%. my drive, <laughs> yeah, because my drive wasn't there. Yeah, you know, when it was my job, I didn't want to do it. Huh? Funny enough, human nature. But yeah. <laughs> when it's my interest, when it's my passion, yeah, you know, I want to learn everything. So I'm diving yeah. into FMs. I'm giving classes because the best way to retain information is to teach. Right? Yeah. We know that. So I've learned so much more being out and teaching guys than I ever did while I was in. So no, it doesn't matter what your, what your past, you know, resume is, you know, what are you doing now? Like you said, and you know, I like to think of it kind of like triaging, 
mm-hmm. what you were saying, Stag, about you know who you know who gets the most out of your content, right? So we're starting from bare bones foundation, right? And we're trying to build up. So yeah. the information we put out is not going to matter to some people. You know, a lot of this bare bones basic stuff, it's going to be, you know, a lot of guys are already going to know it. That's fine. You know, we're focusing on people who don't know. Mm-hmm. As we go up, if you can glean any information, if you can get anything out of our classes, take it. That's what it's there for, you know? So it's not going to be for everybody all the time, but we're trying to put out the most best information that we possibly can so that we can, you know, we don't have to call back in, you know, two or three episodes and, you know, renege on what we said. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. And like, even from before we organized this podcast together, it definitely sounded like all four of us were kind of coming at this approach from the same angle. So it was like very refreshing for even us to hear um, whenever we listen to your guys' show as well. So, yeah, thanks a lot. So we want to talk about the four pillars of survival. So you guys want to kind of dive into that? Sure. Do you want me to go first, dude? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, um, again, for those that aren't or are following on like our Instagram, um, mine's like nomadic field craft. And we said that would kind of be like our training section. And then we have the first response field craft one, which is mostly our podcast and our website. And, um, on the nomadic field craft page, I have a logo and it's essentially just the four pillars of survival. And I didn't come up with this term. Uh, it was taught to me on a course I did in the military. But um, again, we thought that this could apply to a wide gambit of people, right? Not just military dudes, not just hikers, hunters, like everyone. And essentially the four pillars of survival, like we said earlier, you need all four to survive. And they're set in a certain order. So the first one is shelter. Um, and how it's kind of broken down is no matter the environment, most people, if you're out in inclement weather, you're going to die within three hours of not seeking shelter. Even if it's, you know, sunny, summer, whatever, the minute there's rain, you're probably going to get pretty up or whatever. So yeah, so we have shelter, uh, fire, uh, water, and then food. And then again, it's set in a certain order because you need one before the other. Right. And like everyone always hears about, the rule of three people have said it before and they don't like again they never really talk about shelter people are always like okay you can last three minutes without air three days without water three weeks without food but in reality we're like well if you can actually last three hours without shelter so that's why kind of shelter and fire are one and two on the kind of the pillar platform so where what do you guys like to prioritize with fire because you guys already talked about you don't like to to focus on like the like absolute bare bones primitive mm-hmm. stuff you know, that's not good for economy yeah. of work, for priorities of work. It takes too much time, too much effort. So uh, where do you guys sit on that with, uh, I guess, gear versus, gear versus uh, hard skills? Um, yeah. <clears throat> and like, I would definitely agree that it's definitely like the easiest to use. And we've talked about it before. Even like teaching a kid to use a ferro rod is pretty simple. Or like how you were talking, seven economy of effort, right? Like everyone knows when you're uncomfortable and you're tired and like you're not getting enough nutrients. And like, again, I'm not on the fire drill and we've talked about this or the bow drill or any other fire lay but it's like you're gonna take so much energy you're dude it's you're gonna take so much energy and like it's not realistic whereas if we can just get every human to carry a ferro rod in their pocket and have it tied off so they don't lose it and like we constantly on our show reference the television show alone because tons of people have seen it it's very popular and we always on that dude who loses his ferro rod but as soon as he does it he gives up yeah he gives up yeah he he gives up every time right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he's yeah. realistic he's realistic though. he's like what like, right what do you want yeah. me to do and, and like that comes down to a thing again we said 
and like i'm not on him for losing it because again we've all been there where we've lost stuff but yeah. going back to our fieldcraft like mantra or whatever the actual definition of fieldcraft that people aren't aware of is living operating moving and communicating in the field so if you can't do any of those things because you lost something you failed you fucked up yeah. and again going back to our military background that all of us have i'm sure we've all been that private where you got told put something in this pocket don't lose it or you're going to be a, like a liability and the ferro rod is a perfect example and static and i've talked about this so many times again not on that dude because he he is a beast has a youtube the guy's also canadian he's a huge following but static and i joke and say as soon as you're done using the ferro rod man i literally put it in my pocket before i do anything else i do not put it on the ground mm -hmm. i don't put it i don't put it like by my knee it's literally in my pocket and then in winter conditions because again i live in like northwest canada there's snow like nine months out of the year for me specifically my ferro rod in the winter i have it on i use it on a longer lanyard and i have it on my neck so I can't lose it. There's no possibility I'm going to lose this. And again, this isn't some yeah. high-speed SEAL Team 6 Navy SEAL trick. It's just very basic field craft that if you implement it every single time by repetition, when you are tired and hungry and f***ed up, you're not going to lose it. Absolutely. It's straight up anxiety is what it is. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't tell you how many times someone said, hey, do you have your cat yeah. card? And you're like, I know I have it, but I yeah, check it anyways. It's still that moment Because I'm panic. not about to lose yes. that. But also what you're saying about the ferro rod, that speaks for yes. redundancies, mm -hmm. right? They're so cheap. They're so yeah. small. They weigh so yeah. little. You know, why not have two or three yeah. in your kit? You know, it, it's it's too important. You know, honestly, I almost I almost view fire as almost like the ninety five percent solution. Yeah, it it is the end all be all. It it will cause every other piece of that to fail if it's yeah. not there. Like you can still make up for a lot of the other things, but if you don't have fire, I don't care who you are. You're yeah, hundred hundred percent. If you can't, if you can't fix, you know, if you can't answer the question with fire, you're asking the wrong yeah. questions. <laughs> he would be the apex predator. <laughs> Holy Jesus on Christ. Whatever continent he was in. <laughs> if he had nods. <laughs> there's some, there's so many people too, that like, whenever we talk about this again, from the very brief information we give about the military background or people who are in, they're like, well, I've never had a fire in the army. And I'm like, yeah, I never have either. But I will tell you though, I have been in situations where we needed one because someone was going to die and people didn't know how to make it or, or they didn't carry a fire a fire in bag kit so like yeah we usually call it the fib like fire in bag because it's it's like a term that british military use but regardless of their operations those dudes carry it in their belt kit it's not because they're gonna have a fire and like turn their patrol base into a camping trip it's for that you know that one percent chance you have to do it they have an 80 percent solution and people forget that right yeah yeah hashtag gwat <laughs> Wow, and it blew my mind just thinking about you know the way that we conducted military operations right out of the you know out, yeah. out of the fob right when you know you think back to World War II and you had guys who you know their mission they didn't call for them to you know hop in a striker or hop in a Black Hawk you know fly down make a couple hundred meter movement do their thing and then fly back out no you were hoofing it from town to yeah. town and you know if you could resupply you could resupply if not figure it out. And, you know, there were, you know, you had your fall on oars and you just, you just did, you know, you just figured it out. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy to think of how, how far away we've come from that as a, you know, as a military where, you know, you expected so much more out of these guys, you know, you hear about all the Medal of Honor recipients who, you know, like there's one dude who held a, held a little town square by himself. You know, like oh God. blinds bat without glasses, <laughs> like held off a entire like germ, yeah, an entire yeah. Mm -hmm. assault, like because all his buddies died. Yeah, he just did it by himself until help came. Just like crazy, 
and it's like compared to like compared to now it's like could you expect that out of a guy right now no no yeah because (laughs) it's that's because modern day militaries they're they're so reliant on their supply lines yes like the industrial honestly it's a modern day industrial revolution where we are now able to move uh personnel supplies ammunition all the stuff in like record-breaking time like if you need ammo it can be there within what 20 minutes Blackhawk helicopter flies across, mags in ammo and mags, and they're just dumping the thing out of the thing in mid-flight. And hey, let's resupply and keep going. But back then, yeah, like you were hoofing it. If you ran out of ammo, hey, there's a German rifle right there. Pick it up, grab his ammo, keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a different class of man. Yeah, and like people right now, and again, it's like not to sound like a broken record, but like relying on the supply chain is relying on gear. And like we've talked about that, Static and I talk about that all the time. That even Mm-hmm. even in my experience in the military even overseas like i didn't go anywhere longer than three days without food or water like it showed up on like a sling load mm-hmm. or a helicopter so like again yeah. like i never yeah. like overseas i did not carry a big lighter that's just not what we did but when you look back at it now i'm like it's kind of stupid we didn't have like any shelter making other than a poncho huh. i carried a big lighter <laughs> but did you know how to but did all your privates know how to make a shelter out of that? Um, no most of them no probably no 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 <laughs> yeah let's yeah let's yeah. let's be honest all of yeah. our privates were retarded yeah um yeah most yeah. of most of the dudes that i knew were too busy griping about yeah no internet in the fob or whatever yes yeah no i mean it just this is very different mind. now and and again just like you guys we're trying to like bring it back to a steady neutral point where we can eventually help ourselves because yeah people can't rely on a system especially with, with everything going on in the world and again we keep saying us both switching over to LE and you guys being in an alternate team, like you kind of see how messed up it is right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just sad, you know, but you know, like you said, you need to focus on yeah. your families. You need to focus on your neighbors, your communities. If you build all that up, the, the government it becomes obsolete. I love what you said about, you know, you, you know, you go through the hard times and you don't yeah. forget, you know, you'll never, you'll never forget yeah. that. First thing I think of, you know, and there's, you know, whole lifetime, right. You know, you, you can think back and you can remember, you know, those, those yeah. nights. You know, you'll never forget that. I remember one night in, in basic, you know, E-nothing, 20-year-old kid, and we were set up in a field exercise. I was, you know, I had dug out my fighting position, bed down for the night, and I was sleeping. I woke up. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning, and my entire fighting position with me in it was overflowing. <laughs> it rained during the night, and I was asleep in this huge puddle. <laughs> And I remember just looking around, looking down, kicking out with my heel, like a corner of my, yeah. of my fine position. And then all the water drained out and I was just <laughs> shivering. And Jesus. I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know if I like, will I die from this? I don't know. And I just like all my, and you know, of course I didn't die yet. Unfortunately. But you know, Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was just like, Unfortunately. but you know what I never did after that? I never didn't have a drainage yeah. system. And you know what I told every single person I ever saw digging a fire position? Dude, put it yeah. in a drain hole. <laughs> Lessons like, learned. Every yeah. person. Because no one wants yeah. to live through that crap. Well, Nobody. You know what's worse so, is the fact that I wasn't even allowed to dig fighting positions. You just laid there when in the we slept, freezing? we slept on the ground. Yeah, I did yes. that too. I did that too whenever I did basic because they told us we hadn't earned it yet because we never got to battalion yet. Mm-hmm. They're like, you guys are losing. Nice. You only get you only get fighting positions in battalion. You can lay in the prone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that blue. Then again, like that was when I utilized the uh, the idea of concealment. Mm-hmm. 
you didn't have cover. So yeah. I'm just like, like buddy and I are literally just ripping branches off of freaking trees, greenery, <laughs> and just stuffing it in front of us. So at least in our in our PB, like nobody can see us if they're coming at us, but we can definitely see them. But that was mm-hmm. that was how I, you know, made my creature comfort. It blocked the wind the wind at least a tiny bit, but it still sucked a lot. I always love the dudes seeing your face. I always love the dudes who would volunteer to be a security on like the LMG. They're like, "Yeah, I got it, bro. You keep working." I'm like, "That motherfucker's sleeping. I can see him. His head's yep. resting in the yep. in scope." Yep. It's always yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, you learned how to be wet, cold, and tired. Yep. So, there you go. <laughs> Fueled by caffeine and hatred. Goodness. So, uh, what were Sorry, you? Sorry, fire. Went over yeah. fire. You guys and want to talk water. about water? Yeah. Um, so, water's got this huge debate. Again, actually, I'll let Static speak to it because I use leaders. You guys use quartz, and I'm all f***ed up with the different measurements. But there's, like, this huge argument on how much water humans should carry or consume but static and i keep saying again it's triple redundancy as long as you can filter water or collect water you don't really need to carry 10 liters again it's environment based obviously right because we live somewhere cold and i'm not going to carry 10 liters up a mountain in western canada that's retarded there's probably fresh streams somewhere but if you're listening to this and you live in like arizona i'm like you should probably have some seven liters of water in your rock there's probably no fresh streams where you live but again it's it's this thing where People get so focused on where they live or, oh, this one time in the army, I used a leader. I'm like, well, just like Static said, your drill sergeant was an idiot. You probably should have had more water. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to like a desert. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Poor buddy. <laughs> he yeah. learned that lesson the hard way. But that's the thing, too. Stop listening to people yeah. on the internet. And look, look outside. outside. Exactly. And. <laughs> Dude, like, there's so many, there's so many DMs that Static and I get where it's like, "Hey, I live in this region. What should I use?" And I straight up say, "Dude, I live in Northwest Canada. I don't live in your region. I do not know, <laughs> but I can tell you what you probably shouldn't do. Like, if that's the answer you want, I'll tell you what, like, you know, what not to do." But yeah, but like what you said, you know, have your, you know, you should be able to filter and collect yeah. water on top of what you already have, mm-hmm. right? So at any one point in our in our kits, we have you know the water we're already carrying, which you know your mileage may yeah. vary. We have, you know, chemical purification. We have mechanical and we have yeah. boiling. Always. Always. Yeah. And then, you know, you have your poncho or whatever else that you can use to collect, but that's more of a skill thing yeah. than anything. Yeah. Learn how to, you know, do more with less, being able to collect that water. But, you know, do you know where to collect yeah. that water? Do you know how to make it pure? How do you, like, you know, so many questions, so many follow on things, you know, and, you know, the, the METICI, mm-hmm argument is you know way overdone and you know pisses people off but you know like you said you don't you don't know everybody's, everyone's mission everybody's yeah. situation you know if you can if you can collect water collect water if you have to pack it out pack it out but you know i don't know if it's just you i don't know if you have packs i don't know if you have a family yeah. i don't know if you're looking over a community i don't know if you're acting as a supply line for somebody mm-hmm. else you know it you know it depends on your situation but you know your body better than better than anyone, man. I smoke. Th- Sorry, no, you're good. You're good, man. I was just saying, like, I blow through yeah, water. I'm the same way. When, I'm the when same I way. Hike. I go like, through a lot of water. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's just how I, you know, just what I do. And you know, if I don't, if I don't have the water to burn through, then yeah, I, I have to make do and I have to, you know, live with it. But, you know, like pack your stuff, like build out your kit to to who to what you're doing in you know your situation. You know, I'm not a guy who could go out with one water bottle and be fine for a 10 click movement. I'm yeah. just not, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd be dying, man. But, 
you know, make your, make your choices make sense. A recent example for us, I know you guys just went on a lot more hardcore <laughs> of, a, of a field exercise, but, um, I knew you, you know, me and six, we went on, I a, knew you're going to bring this up. Well, we, well, no, we went on, we went on a hike and it was a, it was a five mile movement to, a or five yeah. mile round trip, but so two and a half mile to a, to a waterfall. And, you know, we're going out with, you know, five, six other dudes and like maybe two or three of them brought which water. is crazy. Oh God. <laughs> and then we, and then we get to the, and then we get to the waterfall and, you know, I end up like passing out my two canteens to these to guys, guys yeah. that I'm like pumping through my, to my, <laughs> you know, through my Sawyer filter. And then I throw, you know, two more quarts in with my, with my aqua tabs and, you know, we head back, but it's like, what do you think was going to happen? You didn't think you were going to get yeah. thirsty? This is Tennessee, man. It's the, yeah. It's like, in the there's freaking, topography here. In the freaking mountains of Tennessee and you did not bring water. Like, like that's bear scat. What do you think was going to happen, dude? Like, come on. These guys were probably counting on you two again because it's like static. And I say this all the time. Whenever you're with normal people out of uniform, they're like, well, that dude was in the army, man. He'll, that guy has water for me. I'm like, no, dude, I got water for me. Like, yeah. you probably need your own water. Yeah. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no one brought nods so i'm training in order to be able to do laundry wherever my combat effectively goes that's what i'm training for no see no but somebody told us you know six we're not gonna need it because we're gonna be back in half an hour oh yeah i love that oh yeah yeah (laughs) but i looked at six after we got out of the van and like people had on like the sling packs like the I'm like coming out with like my actual kit and like six had a ruck. I was like, oh, dude, we went to the wrong party. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I mean, a couple of them did have like little water bottles. Little water bottles. Yeah. I mean, I had a freaking MSR yeah. bladder four liter in my pack and I'm like, did I bring enough water? Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. thinking that too. And like, just back to like the generic overall picture of water in the pillars especially in this like civilian hiking, um, hunting, backpacking community, everyone's obsessed with cutting, you know, everyone's heard, you know, ounces equals pounds, pounds equals pain. So they want the lightest dehydrated food. Right. I'm like, motherfucker, you need water to cook that. Now you're, now you got to carry twice yeah. as much water, man. And people forget that people are like, yeah, well, no, I only need part of it. I'm like, no, you have nine meals in your bag that all require half a liter of water. Do the math, homie. Plus you need to drink that. Yeah. Well, and also, anytime you eat, that takes an outrageous amount of water 100%. to digest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, think of the physiology 100%. behind this, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> come and on. then it's like one of those but... things, right? Where again, going back to all four of us in the military, if you've done anything for actual seventy-two hours unsupported, I carried a ton of water. I carried a ton because, like, I'm just like you, yeah. seven. I pounded the water, man. And even overseas, dude, I had like those stupid water bottles from the fob in my cargo pocket as I was walking. I smashed that before I got to my Nalgene, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doing minimal, minimal work, just being on tower guard, I would kill a case yeah. of water on yeah. my yeah. own. hundred percent. Like per 12 hour yeah. shift. Like I'd, I'd walk up with a case of water and walk back down <laughs> with awesome. trash. Dude, yeah. Like it, like depending on your, to depend on your environment, yeah. man, like your body's going to do what yeah. it does. You know, you can't fight your physiology. I just did a class on, you know, fighting yeah. the Z monster. If you're, if you're sucking for sleep, your body's yeah. going to get it. Like your oh, body will collect. So it's the same with just, water, but people forget it, right? Because it's not sexy yeah. or it's not, Oh, I have nods and mags. I'm like, you probably need seven liters of water. If you plan on being this minute, man, for a day, <laughs> again, going back to cooking. Yeah, we talked about that too. No yeah. one ever puts water in their belt kit or their chest rig. They're always like, "Oh, like, I'm gonna have a a CQ or a um a bunch of like uh, jerry cans." I'm like, "Who's carrying that in your Minuteman group? Who's carrying jerry cans? 
Explain that to me. Yeah. Who <laughs> like like have you ever carried it's a terrible. cherry can? I, it's heavy. Like, it's heavy. It's terrible. Dude, it's the worst yeah. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. we did that all the time when Golly. we did stress shoots. We were we were carrying two jerry cans a piece. Yeah. And then we'd run out there, run back and get more. Yeah. And then go back and then you'd have to shoot. They yeah. It's terrible. I know, but but again, people in this prepared Instagram space realistically, they're like, "Oh, I just need the latest platypus and water bottle." I'm like, "Okay, that's good for 2 hours, dude, depending on your level of activity." Yeah. Right. Well, and it, it it makes me sick, you know, especially when, you know, like we're talking about the consumer, the, you know, always getting another yeah. piece of kit when I can go to the surplus store 20 minutes outside of my work and get an extremely capable belt yeah. kit, you know, full set for 50 yeah. bucks and an extremely capable ruck for 50 bucks. And, you know, people are saying that they don't like, they can't go out and do stuff, go out and do stuff and things Yeah, like you are in the best time ever to do things now yeah. ever in human yeah. civilization yeah. to do things, yeah. to learn things, especially to learn things. Like, I mean, dear God, look at the, I internet. don't know how to do this. Like you have a supercomputer in your pocket, right. man. Yeah. Have you heard of Google? Like, I come on, man. I was thinking about going on. Like seriously, I was thinking about going on IG and just you know making a highlight, mm-hmm. you know, a reel on literally, literally just like linking FMs. Yeah. Like, what do you think I do when I put on classes, man? Like, I reference like every show note. I throw yeah. references in there. Like, you have no excuse. Like, one, it keeps me accountable. Two, oh, oh I don't know this thing. Go yeah. learn it. What What do you think yeah. I did? A lot of people, though, like we keep saying, they just want to be told what to do. They don't want to be they don't want to be given different solutions to possible problems. They just want a one answer thing. Right. And again, because Static and I have been outside longer than an hour professionally and personally, whenever we give them a real answer, they don't like to hear it again. We're not pushing a product. And like and and again, because like Static said at the beginning, we are huge gear guys and like. We both said this whenever we started our podcast together, like episode zero, we said, we are going to pass on knowledge and skills based on our experience. So you don't have to suffer or make the same stupid mistakes because we have so much gear or, or like we said, we've all been cold, wet, uncomfortable. So if I can help you to not be like that, they like, like I'm essentially doing a disservice by not helping you at this point. Okay. Okay. Pause. Okay, cool. (laughs) blows my freaking mind i hate it. i hate it so much i'm looking out for gear for my buddy john and it's like you know he's gonna you know whenever he gets me the green light i'm gonna buy him a entire like a full-blown alice belt kit like done 50 bucks like pristine condition call it good nods i got a really good nods, um, nods. i got a really good i'm gonna buy him a shit ton of i got a really good belt <laughs> kit uh i got a really good belt kit that i picked up whenever i was in the states with static i got it at a surplus for like super cheap yeah what fantastic <laughs> heck yeah. Oh, yeah i got mine off amazon i'll bring out my, I'll bring out my light fire rig if you people want get oh, my so, God. people it's get ready. so people get so butthurt dude the minute you mention sustainment because uh yeah they get into this like th- three mags that's yeah. all i need <laughs> yeah but i have my P mags and an IFAC. And I have a pistol, but I don't know how to shoot either. <laughs> That's the main thing. That's yeah. the main thing. They love to do staged freaking photographs with all their you gear. Said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here they are with three freaking mags, you know, the latest and greatest of gear, and they had know how to use absolutely none of it. Yeah, all right. I heard about Serpa holsters this one time a few years ago, so now it's not about it. Yeah. Sorry. Poor. 
You'll buy some hats. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking water thing, dude, is so, like very weird. Sorry. It's just a weird concept that like, uh, yeah, people think people think they can get by with less and like six said it right away. Like they're used to this rear echelon supporting them and people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just a weird concept that people think I only need this amount of water for this amount of days. And just like you guys said in your hiking story, like you went hiking with normal people and they didn't bring any water, which is super wacky, but static. And I say it all the time. And like, again, um, there's a very big, national park near me i'm not to dox my exact location but there's tons of tourists there's tons of non-canadian tourists and i have been outside just for a day hike with my family with like my two dogs and i see people with no water which is fucking retarded no water at all i'm like you're stupid i'm not gonna save you and i'll like and like and again like we always push this on our instagram or our website or our podcast but like depending on how bad my day is going if i'm walking by with my family i'll look at them and be like you have no water you're fucking idiot i'll just keep walking i'm like i'm not helping you and it's just the thing people don't seem to think they need it, which is surprising. But it's crazy too what you say about planning because, you know, in in their forward planning, if there yeah. was any, you're like, oh, I only need this amount of water. But if they would stop for for like half a second and think about what would happen if they water. didn't have yeah. that water, like, and that panic that that hits you when you don't have the water that you yeah. thought you had. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. Like, if anyone's ever had that panic, like, you do not mess with water again. Yeah. You do not. Like, it is... It's not even... It's not even like, from... You don't It's play not even it, from, man. like, a tactical application because, again, like, I recently traveled to the States and it was a show. I was on, like, five, five planes, four airports. It was a gong show. And... Goodness. Yeah. And, and like... <laughs> <laughs> but, like... The entirety of that process of me getting on multiple planes over multiple, like two countries and multiple airports, I traveled with an empty water bottle in my bag. So TSA would not take it to not deal with the show of trying to find water at said airport. And like, that's not in the bush. That's not in this Minuteman at the fantasy. I was just a normal human being with a backpack in like jeans with shoes on and I had a water bottle. So it, it like boggles my mind that people think they can go to the bush with a leader. It just, it's very shocking to me. That people yeah. don't understand the concept of you probably need water, you're gonna die. <clears throat> Maybe they think they're gonna be able to resupply at some stream. And yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. again, that's the same people who are gonna do that and not bring, say, aqua tabs. Yeah, or a filter. So they're gonna end up getting sick. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. People live in such a sterile environment. If I ever start to feel proud of myself, I just go to my fireplace and I try to just light a fire with my ferro rod. <laughs> and then I cry just struggle for like yeah. you know 10 minutes so that i hate myself and you know that fixes it I get <laughs> real quick but yeah it's like yeah that's great man you literally just had breakfast your kid's playing in the background what's gonna happen when exactly. you're tired and you're in exactly kid? right and yeah it, like fix yourself exactly. man like aren't you embarrassed yeah. and like static and i say it all the time because again we've all been cold wet tired hungry miserable so i'm like it probably behooves you to have just the basic fundamentals of if if you have like the stuff to make the four pillars you're probably not going to die you may be more may, more uncomfortable than static or i because we may arguably have a better skill set but you're not going to die if you have one of the four. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry man can i hop in real quick i was listening to y'all's episode to one of y'all's episodes and you were uh you mentioned like having having con balls oh yeah you dip yeah for vaseline. fire for um for yeah. actual tinder yeah con balls and vaseline or you got yeah 
You awesome, guys call man. it petroleum jelly, so right? In the States, kid, you have... guys call it petroleum jelly. Mm-hmm. In Canada, we call it Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it the same thing? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. It's Vaseline, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we, uh, so you guys have that that you mentioned. In my fire kit, I have a little, you know, Altoids yeah. tin that I have a big lighter, but I also have uh, six turned me on to. It's called Blackbeard Fire Starter. And it's just, yeah, I've uh, seen that. Just a light yeah. course that's been impregnated with something. Yeah, something. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's awesome. Everclear, something. You know, it lights like nothing. And, you know, Farrah <laughs> makes you feel like a superhero. <laughs> But, um, except if you're trying to do it in your fireplace, you know, (laughs) right. But, you know, always, always skills over gear. Mm -hmm. But if you can, you know, get that prior planning in, Mm -hmm. if you can stack the odds of your, if you can cheat. Yeah. Why would you not? Dude, I, why not? I always tell you the only fair. Yeah. I I tell you every time the only fair fight is the fight you win. Yeah. Stack the odds in your favor. 100%. Always, always. It it goes back to the economy of labor. Yeah. Yes, if I have the skill set, if I have what I can do, yeah. If I can make Tinder, and but it takes me twenty minutes, if I can whip out you know a little thing of Blackbeard, yeah, in a couple seconds, yep. that's time that I could be spending. That's calories that I'm not wasting. Yep. Yeah. The other really awesome thing with like uh, the Vaseline and the cotton balls, because again, we're trying to tailor our content to the average man or woman who's not from our background. Um, that's yeah. something you can do with your kids, and we like Static and I've said this. Like, you can get a twelve year old kid to rub petroleum jelly or vaseline into a cod ball and then teach them how and like they think it's cool and then now they have a skill set and then you're essentially you know just like creating that like better mentality for a future generation instead of oh you're gonna go to the bush like static said and have a dick lighter and try to light a fucking log it's ridiculous exactly no but what you were saying about um essentially normalizing it for like your family right and teaching them a skill yeah exactly but also so six turned me on to that blackbeard firestar right i had to go out and i had to buy that online right I had to search for it specifically and get it. You can get Vaseline and anywhere. Balls exactly. Anywhere. anywhere. Doesn't matter where you live. I mean that. Yeah. So I was just saying that's a, that's a, a great yeah. plug. So I really, I really enjoy that. Yep. When I heard that. Except for cotton balls because we yeah. were cheap. So the lady who ran the Airbnb, we f- her bathroom. <laughs> we stole them all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we pretty much went through well, her like, I mean, makeup drawer. We're like, yeah, we're taking this. <laughs> That's a lot. Like you don't need this. That's yeah. a lot better than our freaking Airbnb was for my bachelor party. We got there and we had to go out to the store and buy everything. I kid you not, salt and pepper. Oh God. And toilet paper, and paper towels. But and every but freaking. But hear me thing. out. Hear me out though. They had like forty different. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Literally, like you'd open a drawer and it'd be like spilling out. I'm like, why do you have this many? Oh my awesome. God! You don't host this many people. There's no con. There's no salt and pepper. What's going on here? Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that's water. Um, and then, uh, yeah, food, I guess, is the other one, right? And then again, because... Food and shelter. I mean, is that Thank simple? you for talking about growing food. No one yeah, else does that. And, like, <laughs> that's something that we talk about. And, like, Static wrote a super detailed article on our website on firstresponsefieldcraft.com about, um, again, people are arguing... I live in a, People argue I live in an apartment. And Static's like, okay, hey, here's how you grow food in an apartment. And I have photos to prove it. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so people kind of harp on that. Again, it's climate-based, it's environment-based, and we know that, right? We depending on where you live. But our whole thing is, well, everyone needs to eat at some point. So yeah. nutrition, yeah. And like nutrition, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So what me and my wife are doing right now, I, you know, we, we want a homestead eventually. So we're, you know, in the process of, you know, looking through land, finding out where we want to be and, you know, pricing everything out. But I think it's called... You know, we're essentially homesteading now. You know what's called? I think it's like micro yep. setting, but we're we're trying to trying to offset 
costs and do as many things on our own on, you know, in our yard or, you know, on land that we Mm -hmm. do have um, now. So uh, we're going to be starting another, another garden here soon. Our last one failed because we had a pretty wicked frost, but we're, we're planning, (laughs) we have chickens. We, you know, I'm trying to expand where we can keep rabbits. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, and we're very passionate about it, but just the feeling you get when, you know, you see those eggs start to pop up on your yeah. counter and you're like, oh man, I don't need to buy eggs this week. You know, you can just having that self-reliance doing yeah. that yourself. You know, it's, it, it's incredible. I mean, we just had a, uh, her, her granddad, uh, got a deer for us and I was able to harvest awesome. that and, you know, process awesome. all that last week. And it's like, man, you know, there, there's nothing better than having you hundred percent and just, oh yeah, man, it tastes so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love it here for it and you know we we have what we need to do to can so once we have so you know surplus we can do that we'll learn how to smoke uh you know smoke meat and everything but just you know these are skills that everybody had like a hundred years ago a hundred years yeah yeah like like everyone did it and it wasn't just some navy seal delta operator who knew how to can like your grandma knew how to can and it's a thing that people have just forgotten i mean or hell man hit up a costco or sam's club whatever your Mm -hmm. guys like bulk warehouse type place is i mean we were going through costco on you know a monthly trip and i found 40 pound bags of rice super cheap uh, or super sugar, cheap yeah flour it's insane. whatever and it's like goodness me imagine people bought that bought the you know black and yellow toast and threw that in their mm-hmm. garage you know we had so last year last winter we had you know the texas freeze <laughs> so and, glad i was out of there then <laughs> my so our neighborhood lost power for four days in three degree weather people were probably freaking out I had my people wife, were probably freaking out yeah I had my, people right we had we had so many so many elderly people crazy die. you know but i had my wife and a yeah. one-year-old and it have it hit it like six o'clock in the evening someone was going down and i just had a second panic that i'm like okay pull the couches together get the tent from you know the garage we're gonna put you know my boy in the tent and i started fire <laughs> and i had that fire going for four days, I cracked the brick in my fireplace because it wasn't designed to actually. Oh, heat that much? Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, oh, and I put I put blankets over you know like hallways over our windows. Like mm-hmm. I was like that like this is this could turn Bad. so incredibly quickly, yep. and we're not ready for it. But you know, thank God that night before I you pre planned. Yeah, you know, we were getting yeah. yeah, and we were getting news beforehand. It's like oh no, this could be worse than I thought. And hey, Bubba. And so I went out and bought like a uh, 30 or 40 thing of like eggs. And we like almost didn't have any other food besides yeah. that. Yeah, that's protein. And so we were able to cook those eggs like the whole four days. And it's like, this is crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's just like a weird concept, right? That like people haven't really thought of it until it's the fan. Kind of like you were talking about with like the hurricane thing, right? On your guys' last podcast, people just. Yeah. wait till the last minute and then they expect to be helped <laughs> and i screwed up in that one i was <laughs> i was so tired and i was trying to do edits and i accidentally because we use a um adobe audition to yep. edit and i went through and i'm like huh i don't like this uh this equalization so i went back down in the bottom and deleted it not realizing that when i deleted it it deleted every single action that i made after that <laughs> which deleted an entire section of recording and it's like three in the morning and I'm like, I got to re-record this. Okay, let me pull up my notes. And I started reading through it, didn't even think about it, recorded it, 
published it and threw it out there. And I'm like, did I just tell people that like the average person consumes 12 gallons of water a day <laughs> when it's supposed to be one, just, it's just, it's supposed to be 1.2. And yeah. I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, I cannot do this stuff when I'm tired. I can't do it. That's awesome. So now I have to go back and like re-record one, one section and throw it in the edit and republish it. So I don't look like a complete and total. It's all a work in progress though. This whole, like uh, podcast thing it is it is and especially for us with the you know we're, we're not a master of any any sort of like field so we're taking um we're taking all the subject matter experts knowledge from each individual thing yeah binding into one and trying to make common sense of it for for everybody yeah that everybody. makes total sense so it's it's a lot of information that we're digesting very very quickly so we're bound to make some mistakes along the way no, it's awesome though. Like and, every, I just did. and like everything you guys have put out so far, dude, like like just like we said before we even coordinated for today, I'm like, man, like these guys sound like us, the way they speak and like just their whole yeah. like approach to their prepared mindset or like being self-reliant or, you know, again, from uh, past experiences learned in the military or outside of the military or before or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of people are just so focused on a gear solution or like we yep. keep saying, uh, Back in special operations, back in special operations, back in special operations. I'm like, dude, I'm like the people listening to you are not doing a direct action hit on a high value target. Your application yeah. is irrelevant to these people. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter what you did in your past unit. How can you apply it to that like single mom working two jobs who wants to like make sure when she loses power, her kids aren't going to die. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's how you learn how to navigate right oh, there, another, there it is another shout out <laughs> another oh shout my out yeah god you do not need to be ranger qualified or long range patrolman qualified you can just play arma and run classes if i remember right you you, you said that that guy wasn't even in he was no civilian. never in never in but he trains with people who knew someone who wasn't because in their group there's only one of them who was in and he wasn't infantry hey, we're always Star, talking about um Kind of like the 80% knowledge rule as well. And like, I think we talked about this in the group chat, but like, it's worth mentioning here that like, if I were to teach, you know, all three of you one skill, let's just say fire as an example, I teach you guys how to make a fire lay and how to use the ferro rod. It doesn't matter how switched on you are or how motivated or how intelligent, you're only going to be able to retain 80% of what I teach you. So then I fuck off, you guys teach a bunch of other people. They're only going to retain 80% of what you know. And then those people fuck off and they teach another group whatever now it's so watered down the content and the material that the original message that i gave you is so lost in translation and again referencing back to the three of you in your military experience and i've told static this and he was mind blown canada doesn't have drill instructors i know that seems odd but we don't but i think that does make sense because you have one standard being taught by one subject matter expert essentially or a group of them where that's all they do is teach fucking basic right they're not like they don't have another day job so that way, that 80% like watered down thing will never happen, We're, like re right regardless of the skill. But like going back to the people on Instagram learning a skill they saw on YouTube, I'm like, you're just like Static said, you're learning it just through like auditory or visual. You've never really physically done it. Now you're teaching your neighbors. I'm like, that's retarded. You're not actually a subject matter expert in whatever you're teaching. Right. <laughs> yeah, you missed that whole segment, man. We just ripped on them the entire That's time cold. you were gone. No, but like what you just said, though, that makes the 80%, perfect sense. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. Well, right. And so that's how it was always taught to me was you don't know something unless you yes, can teach it. Exactly. 
You don't know something unless you can teach it. If you can teach you got it, it down. you got yeah. it down. Yeah. And so that's how I was always taught by. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am so good yeah. at that. And, and getting yelled at. I've been yelled at. I'm before. also really good at telling you. It's always been like that. And I will prove to you that we do not need to evolve. Because <laughs> it's always been like that, man. <laughs> yeah. I pr I probably have a doctorate in that. Dude, it's always, it's always been, been this way, way dude. Why, why are you questioning it? Why are you being a thinker yeah. yourself? Stop right? thinking, Stop private. It. It's always been like that. Like, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a freaking good idea, Perry. I know it's not in the four pillars, but can we please talk about the drop-in method? Oh, 100%. Yes. So, I'm going to bring like it up yes. because Static doesn't like it because we, we talked You've... about it and he thought I was wacky, stealing like a British idea. The drop-in method for the Ruck, remember? When I told you the first time, dude? He doesn't remember. See, he just dumped it. He's like, we didn't do that in the Airborne. You changed he our... doesn't remember. I want you to know that you single-handedly changed our SOP. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Actually, thanks for that. That's awesome. Um, I, I literally went and took a look at my freaking... Um, you rock Mr. Ranch frame and I went yeah. Was your mind it blown? Does work. What the f <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, yes. Well, and I was I had so I had these two ideas where I love yeah. my belt kit. I'm never going back. Like I'm I'm You're sold on like, belt I'm kit. Sold yeah. on belt kit, right? But then I'm like but to make this work, like it's unnecessarily heavy to have all my sustainment, all my like everything like on my belt kit. I was like trying to think, I'm like, all right, could I like, yeah, I could use an assault pack or maybe a medium ruck or, but then it would sit on the butt pack. So I was, I was trying to like make all that make sense. But then we had one conversation. I'm like, oh, I could just, throw then you're like mind pack. blown. I just throw you're my, assault pack. I just throw my belt kit in my ruck. Yep. I'm like, dang. <laughs> yep. Cause, cause I use a, I use a hill people gear kit nice. back too. So I'm like, I wouldn't even, I don't even have the cop out saying I'll have the essential, like very you know, essentials essentials for survival, like yeah. really accessible because yeah. I do. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it forever. The drop in now. method. I mean, it's, yeah, it just makes perfect sense. It's awesome. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain it for those who are not familiar with it again. Um, no, yeah. Uh, because whenever I brought it up to static, he just dumped it and he just laughed and said, we didn't do it in my airborne unit. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Okay, so um, anyone listening who's, again, this isn't pertain to military, but it, it is a military application, I guess. So if you're not in the military or you're not LARPing Minuteman with like fighting order, um, it doesn't really apply to you. But if you are, I guess, prepare to copy. These notes like actually make sense. So the principle is that your assault pack or your day bag, uh, I hate using the term day bag. It sounds stupid, but your assault pack, your, you know, three day bag or whatever, you have all your mission essential kit in that. And then, um, like your ammo, your 24 hours of water, 24 hours of food, whatever you need to arguably just fight with for 24 hours, like not a sleeping system, not insulating layer, just bare minimum for a fighting patrol. You pack all that in your assault bag, and then you take that arguably 35 pound, 40 pound assault pack, and you drop it into your rucksack complete. And the only thing that's in your rucksack is your sleeping system, additional food and water, and that's it. And the whole, the whole principle of doing it this way is, again, in the military context, when you are in a light infantry role and you're rucking um, from your patrol base to your ORP, you're not trying to crossload at night. Regardless if you have nods or not, you're not trying to crossload to your assault pack at night. And now you're going to lose stuff. So all, all my guys did was we just opened up our ruck sacks, the main bag, and in partners while covering each other. One at a time, each took out their fully loaded assault pack threw it onto their body 
we left our rucks in the ORP, which literally just had useless sleeping shit and extra food and water. And then again, if you did get bumped or you couldn't get back to the ORP or whatever, we could live out of our assault pack. Because the contrary, uh, like, I don't know, belief or the way that it was like an SOP for the Marines. Again, I'm not on the Marine Corps, but I know it's on their field because I've seen it. They would load fully loaded assault packs clipped to the outside of the rucksack, which is retarded. All your weights shifted off your body. Or again, try and climb an actual mountain with two loaded bags, one hanging off the other. It's ridiculous. So if you just have a fully loaded assault pack, you drop it in your ruck, then you could leave your rucksack and you're not going to die because you have like your fighting pack. Tried to cross load. Yeah. The drop in. Yeah. The drop in method. Yeah. 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 And, and like, again, it's like, I don't want to say the mantra of like mission will dictate because that sounds like a cop out, but in my experience, whenever, whenever I was in a jump battalion, I've seen guys lose their empty assault pack underneath their ruck lid because they're like, oh, I'll cross a little later. And then they jump out of the plane static line and it's fucking gone. And then we laugh at them in the ORP. I'm like, oh, sick, dude. Good thing you brought that stupid assault pack that you lost. Now you're carrying a rucksack the whole time. <laughs> I, was, I was a dirty, dirty oh, leg. That's what we okay. had. So many that's guys. Okay so many guys who lose entire yeah. rucks off the side yeah. of the striker you're just a gone you get to wherever you're going oh, dismount and, uh, oh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well it's like well where's my sleeping well, where's your assault pack it was in there. it was in the ruck <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy <laughs> like, i'm sorry but you're about you're about to have such a horrible yeah. time I'm about to get a statement of charges but, no but you no but you brought that up to me and it's like goodness man like my entire life fire rig like i can fold that in boom in my ruck yeah I'm good you're to go. good to walk away i can now. do whatever yeah. movement and then i have my fighting load sustainment everything just pull it out and I'm done. yeah and like and i can leave my sleeping system you know for when i'm not yeah. using it in my ruck. i mean it just it blew my mind yeah. So, yeah and and then again it goes back to like like we're not just shitting on the whole gwat experience we're like like what we said people were so reliant on the fobs but again um, our GWAT experience, I rarely rucked anywhere with a sleeping bag. It was just like a 60-pound assault pack with ammo and shit, you know what I mean? So, like, oh, the drop-in yeah. method does make sense, again, in that application, because just like what Static said, if you are carrying platoon or company-level defensive yeah, I strapped that to the outside of my rock, but it's very easy for me to drop my fully loaded assault pack into a rucksack for that six-kilometer infill, and then once I get there, I ditch my rucksack in the fob or whatever cops were out of, and then now I have a 60-pound uh, assault pack. And that's just the way that yeah. we did it. And and like, again, I'm making it very clear. This is not something that I came up with. Some dude in my platoon who was in the British military, he had dual. So he served in two militaries and he told us right away. He's, he laughed and said, you guys are stupid carrying an empty assault pack under your rucksack lid. You're retarded. I'll show you how to do it. And then it automatically became SOP within the platoon. We just changed it. I love those guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, it automatically changed the entire, yeah, the entire organization. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. But, you know, to, to, your comment about um, like, you know, GWAT and, you know, garrisons and everything, uh, you know, depending on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with, you know, like guys like Reaper one, one, you know, trying to put out yeah. you know, good information for if, you know, we have to, you know, fulfill the role of, you know, guerrilla warfare, militia warfare, you know, what have you. Right. Uh, do you really think that you're going to go home at the end of the day? No, probably. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> nope. You know, do you think yeah. that you're going to leave in the morning with an assault pack, go back to your safe yeah, house? No, like it's it's not a good plan. No. And then and then even from like a non-military application and Static and I talked about this on one of our podcasts. 
if you're just a normal hiker or hunter, having the drop-in method for a quote-unquote day bag makes sense because you can ditch your sustainment to actually scout where you're going to hunt. Or again, if you're backpacking yeah. and you're doing a 10-day yeah, and like you're doing some 10-day backpacking trip, but you want to do a small day hike to a river. Now you have a, you know, day bag in your rucksack instead of you carrying, oh, I have to bring my ruck with me because I didn't bring a second bag. It just makes sense in multiple applications. Well, and not just sleeping system, but, you know, like larger yeah. equipment, right? So some of the meaning six we're talking about when we were playing out our, you know, kit for this last, uh, you know, this last outing we went on was trying to figure out what kind of field crafting you know, equipment that we can take, you know, I've, I opted not to bring a full, you know, full blown ax because I wasn't carrying mm-hmm. a rucksack, but I did. if I chose <laughs> to go with that, yeah, I mean, but, you know, imagine two guys with full, you know, full size axes, you know, instead of one with a, with a hatchet, I mean, you know, or you know, having a breakdown shovel, versus, a full shovel. you know, yeah. something a little sturdier. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can do so much more. I, you know, not, you know, not discounting seals over gear, but you know, if you can have, adequate yeah. gear you know that it makes all the difference like you showed me the um the breakdown uh the breakdown saw oh yeah that you showed yeah. me yeah as opposed to uh oh, that's where you got that. saw okay. i mean yeah it's, yeah yeah, it was yeah for me. I, from I mean <laughs> makes sense it's, now it's, <laughs> makes sense it's excellent it's so much more yeah. efficient and i mean you know if you can do anything better why not do you guys both carry um like like for you six and seven, do you guys carry a hatchet or like or like an actual woodsman axe when you guys go, or does it depend? So um, I carry a full axe. Yeah. Um, but I also carry a tomahawk. Nice. I have a tomahawk too. So yeah, <laughs> double. Redundancy. I figured that was. I mean, yeah. seven got me into that one. He he was like, oh yeah, check out this this tomahawk. I'm like, oh that's fucking cool. That's I sweet. One. <laughs> and sure, sure. Like the more you think about it, it's it's like the best of both worlds where yeah. you can have a hatchet and also and, an axe. And, an axe, really yeah. it, and then you flip it around and you have a freaking hammer. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, because for static and I, especially again on this trip, we weren't carrying a full size axe, but like we're both over six foot four. So we're like, we probably yeah. need a bigger axe because it's so hard to cut wood with a small hatchet because we're both so tall and big. So like we're both mm-hmm. stuck carrying yeah, and and like we and like yeah. we obviously have done it, but again, it's like what Seven said: economy of effort. I'm tired, whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah. I and and like not so much to harp on the PT thing because obviously that is a that is an issue. But Static and I have also said, if you are physically fit, it's okay for me to carry a bigger axe because I need it. Like like it's really hard for me to cut wood with a hatchet because I'm so big, so I I have to carry an axe, but I'm fit, so I can carry it in my ruck. Right, and the reason why I opted for the <laughs> for the hatchet was specifically for yeah. my kit. I was trying to find something that I could yep. break down yeah. and have on there and not, you know, feel a jostling around if I was, you know, go out and do mm-hmm. a movement, something I could, you know, break down or build up and do what I had to do. But if I were to carry, you know, like a medium size ruck or a full size ruck, you know, using the drop in, I would definitely carry I would definitely a bigger axe. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it makes, it makes way much more sense, especially if I'm, you know, trying to process yeah. wood. Yeah, yeah, and especially with I, I yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. for all the warriors to make their <laughs> right. shelters, I'll just, I'll just man their stove. Oh my god, <laughs> all I'm good for. <laughs> oh my god. Well, plus that full size axe fits great inside that filby. It does. It has that side sleeve. It does. Hundred percent, dude. Just right down there with like the handle at mm-hmm. the bottom, and that yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. It's, it's unfair. unfair. 
Oh. That's the first thing I noticed. I saw a little handle sticking out. I was like, there's no, yeah, no, no, no. I, no Philby's goal. I mean, I did axe head down. Like the axe yeah, head was sorry. down. Sorry, axe head down and then the yeah, handle yeah. up. Yep, yeah, I yeah. got it the same way, yeah. 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 <laughs> the way I've got it, I um, I have a two mag pouch that fits You're, my yep. tomahawk head that I put in. And then I actually use uh, the built-in uh, little canteen okay, pouches. Yeah. And I use some shot cord. Oh, nice. That sticks straight onto the webbing and it tucks right in behind my left shoulder and i don't even know it's there it's That's amazing awesome. the amount of crap you can put in that thing yeah it's, it's insane it's so much fun i had to so when i bought the kit i saw initially he was advertising on instagram uh Nixon oh yeah his, his um his belt his belt kit yeah we were talking about yeah and so i initially saw that i was like oh man that has a lot of potential and i looked into it more and i ended up buying it and uh for me the biggest change it's made is just a different uh, mentality on equipment so like we said before trying to do more yeah. with less whatever i carry i want to have a tertiary mm-hmm. you know a secondary tertiary function if if possible right if it can't i want it to be yeah. smaller and so just trying to minimize you know that old you know that old mindset i had of i have to fill this yeah. entire ruck mm-hmm. to i can do about everything i need to on, on a belt kit. Yeah. kit you know and that's been the biggest change for me <laughs> nice cool yeah velocity system yeah some good stuff like that mayflower rig oh my god they really do my gosh yeah but um you know talking about permanent shelters i i forget his entire handle but on instagram critter he's a he's like a combat engineer type and he put a post a few weeks ago on uh like squad level equipment for you know specifically for engineers just to get the weight off the engineer like stuff that could you know like force multipliers for his capability critter 1371 thanks yeah critter 1371 on instagram shout Um, out shout out shameless the guy puts out good stuff but um but makes me think of you know what you could do for sustainment for field craft with that you know so if you have you know instead of you maybe one other if you had four guys who could you know pack some serious kit for you know fieldcraft how you know how long could you actually stay out for you know yeah. if you weren't trying to cut corners or if you weren't trying to you know make eight percent solutions work if you had dedicated stuff that you know imagine if you had a guy with a thousand you know mirrors of bank line i mean oh god just, you know and you could realistically do that if you had you know dedicated dedicated roles so it's just it's cool to think about yeah yeah, and it makes me think of your guys' you know, 10-item list yeah. episode, yeah. right? So that's Love just that you guys. Thanks. All right, how long could, like, the if I was going for the longest I could possibly survive, what were the 10 Now imagine if you had if you could fill an entire yeah. ruck, and then, like you said, fill out with 10 guys. I mean, you could, yeah. you could, you could do so much. You could probably much. take over a country, so, again, based on skill, right? If you drop 10 dudes off, they could just take over completely. Well, and... Yeah, I'm not going to use that segue, but uh, something we're working on I was going to say Canada, uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness. No, something that we're, I guess we could tease is we're working on a, a concept for what I'm calling the hunter-killer. Oh, yes. oh nice. This is good so, stuff. So very low senses, very low yep. manpower. So talking three-man teams, uh, nine-man squad, and what that school what that skill set and what that equipment needs to look like nice. in order to uh make that actually combat nice. effective so it's been our baby for for a few months now but 
I, I love like what you guys, you know, coined eight percent solutions and you know, just like maximizing your potential mm-hmm. yeah. with what you have. And it always boils down to to skill set. If you have, you know, three extremely well like focused, confident, well trained dudes, you can do more than you can with a squad of just new guys who don't give a crap. You know? So it's it's a lot of fun to you know to focus on you know these foundational skills so that you can build up later and just seeing and just just seeing the the multipliers happen how many guys are in a squad again sorry because i'm the odd man out how many dudes are is it 10 or 8 we're doctrine 12 how many are in a squad four, four man team two teams three teams so there's how many 12 well with or without a gun team. just like generic riflemen riflemen Oh, generic, just a generic rifleman squad. Sorry, how many guys? Eight. Two teams. Two teams, but then a squad leaders. So that's like nine. Yeah, nine guys. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then. Yeah, but then just just like you said, those seven, right? If you have, you know, half those guys are new new guys and lack skill, like it's arguably useless. Because again, just in my experience with my unit, we were we were called debts, like detachments, and we only had four dudes, but we were all the same rank, so like an E five. So we were, you know, not new people. So, um, yeah, supporting a conventional rifle company, the four of us could last longer with less gear. And we we did do that. Like, I didn't go anywhere with a rock most of the time. We just had an assault pack and a belt kit. But again, like, wow. but the four of us were the same rank, same skill. And, like, our weapon systems matched to be independent of the company or support the company based on the company's needs. Right? Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Or as a contingency, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, great. Cool. Well, it sounds like, you know, what you're talking about with your seat, you said D, uh, right? Debt. So, like, like detachment, detachment was, like, the actual acronym. But, like, usually yeah. it was just called, like, because it's Canada and we're lame and static bugs me all the time. We never had cool call signs for, like, hunter or murder or, like, something. It was always, like, yeah, like, it was always, like, oh honestly, man, the, the dumbest call sign. So, it was, like, 6-1 debt or 6-2 or 6-3 or, like, you know, three, three, two, like what, like whatever company you're attached to, everything was just like numerical because it's Canada and we're lame. But um, right. yeah, so in our organization, yeah. it was just called debts and there was four of us. And again, we were all the same rank. Yeah. So. I mean, well, I like that yeah. though. And it makes me so talking about like having, you know, the better yes. quality of dudes, right? Yeah. So the way that, so conventional force, so, you know, per doctrine, you have your, you know, your yeah. line squads. But then you also have your fire yeah. teams, or not your fire team, your, uh, your weapon your squad, squad yeah. right? With your two gun teams. And the way that my platoon ran, I think should be stocking across the board, was our squad leader had run to where he only had uh, squared away yeah. dudes on his gun teams. Yeah. So he would cherry pick the out platoon of or the, the line squad, line squad yeah. out of the fire teams of his platoon. And in his mind, uh, when you got to a level of proficiency, so you'd have to make it up to mm-hmm. team leader. But then after you're a team leader for a while and you get squared away, he would graduate you to a gun That's team. That's awesome. And then you would start off as the gunner. The lower the dude. Lower yeah. Man in the in the team. And then after you got schooled up on being a gunner, you'd move up to be the AG, the assistant gunner. And what happened when you did that was you had the cream of the crop of your platoon Right, your stacked. gun teams, yeah. Who, who had done every single job in a fire team, who could perform the job of a squad leader if yeah. they had to, 
specifically on his gun teams. And so he could, so obviously he was in control of his gun teams, but we could act independently if we awesome. needed to. If we saw that fires needed to be changed, you could do, figure it out, man. I trust you because I've gone through this whole, I've seen you go through this whole training cycle. I've gone through a interview with you. I've, you know, seen you work and, you know, we're good to go. And we got a lot of leeway with that in the platoon because our squad leader was so on mm-hmm. point with that. And he bullied our platoon sergeant to pretty much whatever he wanted to do. And that's why I liked going out with your squad too, was you guys were so squared away. But when I had to work with, say, second platoon or first platoon, it was just a bunch of reries. <laughs> it was so bad. They didn't know their head from a freaking hole in the floor. It was so bad. I am so surprised they didn't get clapped more times than they probably should have. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it makes me glad I was in headquarters. I just, <laughs> right. But I am, I'll take being an RTU all day. I am absolutely day, obsessed baby. with, <laughs> I am obsessed with, uh, with building, with raising yeah, that standard 100%. for your, for your, for your guys. Level yeah. dude. Cause if you, if you have a higher standard just from, you know, the low yeah. rifleman, I mean, imagine what that does for the rest of your organization. Right. And it's huge. Yeah. And then it, it almost like, again, for, for us, um, even though, because we're like a four man detachment. So we did have like a, t- like, I don't say team leader, but we just called him like in Canada, it was like debt commander. So he was in charge of the debt. And then we had a debt to IC, like the second in right. command, but because we were, we were all the same rank, arguably it didn't matter who led it that day because we would literally take turns running it because the other three dudes knew the commander's job so well. Right. Nice. That's how it should yeah. be. Yeah. You should be teaching the guys under you how yeah. to take your job. Yeah. And uh, y- yeah, you guys both talked about it in one of your podcasts when you guys were breaking down the squad and like um, just like the rifleman platoon and all the different jobs. And you guys, I think you nailed it on the head when you said it's a fear thing now. People don't want the person below them to take their job because they want to prove that they're still competent or that they're valuable. So they're not teaching the dudes below them. Whereas right. in my in my unit, it, the whole thing was I'm not only going to make the dude below me better. It's that if I need to be replaced, he's going to he will be better than me. And that's the whole point. Right. And you should also yeah. be striving to take the person's job yes. above you. Yeah. Like make push them push to them be to be better. You. Exactly. It's oh, just a weird sure. it's just a yeah. weird dynamic now again with like what we keep saying. The, the military now is kind of weird with what they're pushing. But um yeah, I definitely yeah. saw the change in yeah, for sure the last conflict. People just didn't really care about doing the like the for us it was always yeah. two up. That's the way they said it, right? You were trying to do the job of two dudes above you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did. You know, that was really goodness so many times no, that I um, to. but that got you know that was really that really hit home when i was in mm-hmm. a gun team just the uh you, know, you have your two guys your gunner yeah. and your assistant gunner but what i loved the most what you know, really humbled a lot of dudes when they first got onto a gun team was making them run through dead yeah. gunner drills oh, God. <laughs> and it ah yeah man <laughs> hell yeah but it's fantastic you know nothing nothing humbles people more than all right, all right, you're yeah. dead. And it's like, well, what do you do? You're dead gunner drill. And your AG rolls over, throws your ass off, and he gets back on the gun because I don't care who you are. I don't care how great you were. That gun needs to stay mm-hmm. up. Yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, and that's a it's a great analogy. Keep the gun, man. Stay in the fight. Yeah. Don't matter. It's just one of those things. Suck for that. It's one of those things, just like you said, if you raise the standard higher from the get-go, people would like take it more seriously, right? Because again... Our breakdown was much was much smaller, so we all had two jobs. It wasn't just like you're the commander, because like we didn't have. I'm, I'm again. I think you guys like the radio operator guy. You guys have so like 
We didn't have one of those. So the commander carried his own radio. He did both. Mm-hmm. And then for us, the second in nice. command was also like the medic. You know what I mean? So like everyone did two full jobs because we didn't okay. have yeah. people. That's crazy. And then like, yeah, go ahead, dude. Well, you know what else he did was he protected yeah. that. Yes. I think that's a huge thing too. Yes. So when you're in a position, you need a, a position of leadership. You need to one, recognize that you need to foster that. Right. So you need to respect those dudes. You need to make, like you said, you need to make that worth. And when they see that, if they have, you know, I can't think of a better word for it, but like prestige. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're like, oh man, like I want to go into weapon squad one because my squad leader will talk to me like I'm a human being. Two, he shielded that entire squad from yeah. that detail. Yep. He said, no, my dudes have something yeah. better to do. I used to do that yep. all the and time. And he went out and trained yeah. with them. Or, no, I mean, we're not going to do that. Like that's that's a waste of time. My guys work too yeah. hard for that. Like if you see that and that's like a daily thing, if that's a happening thing, you're like, oh you man. You want to join that like, team. Yeah, I want to actually do my job. Yeah. Did you guys already do? Uh, did you guys already do the shelter? Yeah, we did. Food? Oh, sure. Do you want to go we about did? shelter? We're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, food was sure. like two seconds. Okay. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, can we? Can we? Yeah, sure. out Those those yeah, two as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how long my boy. Came no, no. He had to get some. That's okay. Apparently. No. So. We, like literally, <laughs> while you were gone, we literally just on those uh, longhouse guys. <laughs> you waited till I was gone. Oh, dude, it was. Oh look. I brought it. The belt kit. It was heavy. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Why is it so pretty? Look at that right? thing. It's OD green. But people Hell get so yeah, butthurt man. over minimal. <laughs> yeah. But you can do so much. And you know what's thing. funny? What I always reference, and like, I'm a huge movie guy, and so ecstatic, like, loves movies. But um, Tears of the Sun. Like awesome yes. movie, but those guys, man, yes. you could yeah. live out of belt kit and an assault pack if you're not a retard. They prove it. Yep. You could totally do it if you have eight studs instead of thirty-two turds. You could do it. Yep. Yes. But people don't want to hear that all, all day because those and, guys are all rocking yeah. belt kit. And and that's the the whole premise of what we're trying to do with the uh, the hundred killer teams. Yeah. It's just like get studs, get people who know what they're doing. Yeah. You don't need like. The moron from down the street like dude get people who know what they're doing well, if they don't yourself, know what they're doing train them stud. Mm-hmm. yes yeah. exactly yeah make like make like bully your friends into being yeah. studs like the whole premise of <laughs> like you said the hard killer team is you know i i thought it was it's kind of arrogant but i thought it was unreasonable to expect you to be able to find a full fire team in a full like yeah. line squad so i'm like okay but anybody can grab two dudes anybody can grab two dudes and then when you have that team, right, you can make another team and another team. And that's a yep. full squad. Or if you need to, you can operate with that three man team independently. independently. Yeah. yeah. Drake Gorilla. And, you know, like a, and like a quasi cell yeah. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Or two teams and then you can have fire and maneuver. I mean, it's, it's modular, but it, you know, it's stackable, right? And you can, you can do whatever you, wherever you need to with that. But, you know, if you have your team lead who's acting like a team leader and an RTO, all right. There's that need done. If you have your support by fire element, okay, that's done. And then you have a third guy who can be your your task man. Do you need a medic? Do you need a drone operator? Yeah. Do you need a dog team? Do you need breach man slash radar slash engineer? I mean, DMR. Yeah. But you can't do that unless if you studs. have all those. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have studs and unless you have all of your foundational skills yeah. done. Unless you have those down pat, you can't focus. You can't do everything else. It's too much. 
We never so, even did. Um, yeah. We never even did PCIs or PCCs within the debt because we were all the same rank and we knew it didn't fucking matter. I didn't have to check my guys <laughs> because they all had secondary roles and like I could talk to them like a human because they were we, we were all the same rank. I didn't need to check their water because yeah. they knew they had water. You know what I mean? It's just again, it's just. Did you shave and wear the same oh clothes? That yeah, I'm right. And like and like Static and I have talked about this too, right? Like the, the whole fieldcraft man, like mantra. If everyone just had a better baseline, we wouldn't have to focus on dog. We could focus on better because sh- everyone knows shelter, fire, yeah. water, food. So then we could focus on sexier training or whatever. Stop caring if your dudes are shaved while you're deployed. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Oh, dude, Static oh, loves the blouse no. boots, man. No. He hates my mullet no. and my beard. He fucking hates it. <laughs> he hates the mullet Deployed, and beard. I never bloused, ever. Yeah, dude, he oh, hates God. He hates that I fucking was overseas with unbloused boots and long hair and a mullet. <laughs> Goodness. Seven, did you ever no. blouse your boots while you were over there? Blousing boots. I So from day one, I always just tuck my tuck my trousers into my boots i did that too whenever i was a i private. never touched a boot blaster i did that as life. well i usually tucked them in no, literally <laughs> not <laughs> yeah no literally not once have i ever the, used a i didn't know what it was the boot band when some yeah the like, boot band or whatever. Well, i'm not talking about the boot i didn't band. know what it was i'm talking about like doing that while you're deployed oh no never while you're in afghanistan did you actually blouse your boots <laughs> you should <laughs> <laughs> Blouse your boots. <laughs> oh my god. Me. <laughs> Be me. A PFC. Twenty. What? Twenty seventeen. Oh god. Coming off a of Blackhawk after a mission. Have some E seven walk up to me, ask me where my PC is. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know, man. It's probably in the <laughs> barracks. Like I just got home. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Shout out. Oh, God. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, what the hell, man? That's a huge can, dude. Oh, oh I yeah, see the Yeti. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I th- sorry. The monster? I thought that was, you just thought that was like... a monster? <laughs> no, I thought that was your Guinness. I was like, homie. Like, are you okay? <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. Uh, no. It's it's uh, oh, the same process so, I used in in Garrison. Well, I had to work in that freaking office. I had one of those that was just filled with Jack and Coke. That's awesome. Every day, I drank awesome. one before lunch and then drink water at lunch. And <laughs> brought another one in after lunch, and we just got hammered. It showed. <laughs> it, it showed. I did better work than the rest of oh. you. Oh. So boots were blouse though, right? <laughs> <laughs> every day, every day. So on IG, you guys posted about your uh, your recent hunting trip. I saw a a really built-up oh, shelter. Yeah. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Cool. So what would you say is your um, what would you say that the layman would need to focus on? I guess what what should be their um, I guess their 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 baseline their baseline for yeah right for shelter yeah. As long as people, as long as people are carrying a tarp, and and like again, we keep saying the skills over gear, but you know, you can't make all this if you don't have a tarp. So, yeah, it, honestly, you know, we referenced or we referenced yep. alone uh, earlier in the episode, but that is that is such a great tool for me to to watch just going through the seasons and yeah. watching where other people's have where other people have you know succeeded and where other people have failed. I think my favorite episode was when they sent them to yeah. alaska 
and it wasn't a time challenge. It was, or I guess it was time challenge. It wasn't just as long as it was like know, 50 was, days. I think, I think what, it was 50 uh, days. They had to last in Alaska, right? Yeah. Like 50 oh, or hundred, sorry, hundred days, sorry, hundred for Alaska. Yeah. So they had to, yeah, yeah for that, they just had to last a hundred. Yeah. And seeing what people came up with. <laughs> yeah. Right. How about that? But what do you my, know? my two favorite examples were the, I think it was like a former sniper instructor or something. And he built <laughs> out this whole hut with a actual mm-hmm. chimney and, everything and then so that was great until he quit <laughs> and then i mean he only quit because he was other guys and his kids yeah he was yeah it was yeah, like a so mental thing it mental was a mental toughness, thing right? for him yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i bet the kid did, get, yeah <laughs> i guess your kid's not gonna go to college now huh anyways um and then the other guy who up God. until he lost, he did not have a permanent Which shelter. is so weird because he he focused on trying to perfect like every step yeah. of the way, like build like the absolute best from yeah. the get-go. And he never had a full shelter until like for, by the time yeah. he lost. You know, so he never made that mental switch of I need to have something that's now. effective yeah. now and that I can build on it later. Yeah. So he had his priorities shifted, but it's it's just really cool to see all the different examples that people come up with and you know like i said to see where others where others failed so definitely the mental another thing for shelter too and like i'll reference alone again it's in season one the guy who won it um he found almost like a natural shelter so he he used the least amount of energy to build up a one-sided shelter against the rock face because the guy focused on trying to get food and water whereas everyone else had like wacky tarps and and this guy's like, okay, hey, what's the most natural thing I can find? So I'm saving the least amount of energy. And yeah, he lasted everybody. Well, I like what you said about, uh, you know, about building something mm-hmm. effective and then building, you know, building off of that and up and out from that as you go, you know, focus on your essentials, you know, make sure what you have, you know, is effective. But then, you know, if you have your food and water, then you can build up a wall. Yeah, go for it. But, you know, make sure that you're not lacking on any of those, on any of those pillars. Yeah, it's just same principle that we've been kind of going through with our skills as well. Mm-hmm. As, you, as long as you have a good foundation along a good base shelter, you can build on from there. Yeah. But you got to be good at the basics. Right. So you got to have a good shelter before you can freaking build up a mansion. Don't waste your time. Yeah, and it's just something that people are, again, we keep, we've been saying it the whole podcast, but people are so focused on gear, whereas Static and I are like, if every person focused on the four pillars of survival, every all the other shit doesn't really matter. That's awesome. To uh, you know, to really harp on the the skill side, though, you know, you said that you had, you know, like a you know the cheapest axe that you found on Amazon. You had your knife, you had your bank line, but if you don't, didn't know how to tie, you know, the effective knots that you mm-hmm. needed, wouldn't have happened. If you didn't know how to sharpen your knife, like you said in your uh in your deer processing, oh yeah, episode, you know, you sharpen your knife like twice <laughs> during that you know during that endeavor, right? If you weren't able to do that, that's a harder task you know, more prone to injury, right? So if you don't have these, you know, these little, little foundational skills, you know, if you can't sharpen a knife, you can't tie a knot, if you don't know how to, you know, how basic structuring works, right? Then, you know, what, what, what are you supposed to do with that? You're going to have a bad time. You know, find it, finding a shorter mm-hmm. path to, you know, to the same endpoint. But something else I, you know, wanted to touch on with the, uh, you know, with your equipment, you know, you say you didn't have the best equipment, right? But if you had to use that for an extended period of time, you, know, you have the skill set to where you can maximize the, 
you know, the motility of that equipment, right? So you mentioned earlier in the episode with fire, you can harden wood with fire, you know, that also protects the wood from insects, water, and, you know, fire itself, right? Building up that, uh, that, that layer mm-hmm. of carbon. So very, very useful skill set to have, you know, you have to have a good hand for it. you have to practice it, but after you do it, you know, it, it, it's done and you've, you know, increased the motility of that equipment, knowing how to sharpen a knife or an ax, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a sharpener in your, in your kit somewhere. And you can translate that not just to the ax, but to knives, to, you know, anything bladed in your kit. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, save, save saws. That's a, that's another endeavor entirely, but yeah. 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 I mean, we, we just went through entire, you know, entire deer and, you know, I need to, you know, use that as a learning opportunity. I need to buy some dedicated knives for that. Cause what we have just, you know, lie around in the, in the home isn't enough. You know, it was, we got done, but man, oh man, it could have been so <laughs> much. Oh, it could have been so much simpler if I had a good dedicated, you know, processing knife, but. So is there anything else that you guys wanted to, that you guys wanted to touch on while you were here? Um, I think we covered a lot for, <clears throat> or like as much as we could for the broad subject of field craft, but uh, I definitely want to come back on your guys' show again. Cause I want to hear about your, about your hunter killer um, breakdown of a squad. Cause I'm very curious on your team layout because, because it's just like I said, right. It's interesting to me because we're different militaries and like, we didn't have squads. They're totally different breakdowns and like we had to have secondary roles. So, yeah, I mean, I think I speak for both of us that you guys are always welcome on. Yeah. You know, we loved having you guys and, you know, I think you, you said when we were first, uh, first began talking was, you know, we're cut from the same 100%. cloth, you know, it's, it's such a relief to, you know, to find, you know, guys in the community who are on the same exact page and want the, want the, the same thing. I mean, you know, your guys is, you know, motto, your ethos, you know, asset, no, uh, assets, not liabilities. You know, we're, we want to train a fair class of men and women. I mean, we're all working towards the same goal and, you know, we together, we are, you know, we, I truly believe that we can do that. Mm-hmm. So just need to, you know, and that's, that's my thing is I've always, from the beginning, I've always believed that if you have strength or knowledge or experience, you know, it's your duty, it's your responsibility to pass that on to to people that yeah. don't and so it yeah. it was so cool to you know to find you guys and to see that you guys you know are doing that's that. awesome thank you you know so yeah of course yeah, thanks man. guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know thank you thank you guys for coming on i mean this is going to be a huge huge resource for people and you know like i said hopefully we can have you guys on in the future and you know if you guys want us to come on then yeah, more than, yeah, we're more than happy to do that as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. We will get you guys on ours, and we're going to have to make a two-parter, one where we just can call out people for gear, and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one where we can actually talk Great about trolling. tactics. Yeah, one will just be trolling oh, for God. three hours. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Look, my thing is, if they deserve it, they deserve it, and you yeah. shouldn't be that way. Oh. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So there's a chart, uh, you know, the amount that you flip yeah. around, you know, leads up to, you know, how much yeah, you, how find, much you out. find out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't well, hear it. No, I mean, so be it. You find out a lot more if you have some. Good <laughs> but <knowledge>. uh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> well, a uh, little bit, a little bit of house cleaning. 
you guys want to, you know, once again, put out your, your sure. IG handles where we can find you guys, your sure. website, where you guys can get uh, all the information that you're putting sure. out. Sure. So yeah, our, our, uh, uh, so our, <laughs> we'll, we'll just start with IG cause there's three. So our joint one is a uh, first response field craft. Um, and then there's nomadic field craft, which was like, again, it was mine when I started, but it's, it's, it's nearly as much statics as mine. Cause we do a lot of collaboration on it, but that's more the training side. It's more the training side. Yeah. And then Static Line Outdoors um, has his own Instagram. Uh, Static Line Outdoors, the same name for his YouTube, where again, it's it's all proof of concept. Like it's him filming himself literally out after work, doing every, everything we talk about, he he videos it and, sh and shows it. Yeah, he proves it. it. Yeah, because he's less camera shy yeah. than me. Because people keep asking why my face is blurred out. I'm like, I just, the camera doesn't like me. So it's static. He's cool <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then our website, um, that's static. He he's the one running it. It's firstresponsefieldcraft.com, and we have all of our articles. And then, like we said before, um, our podcast link is on there. And um, future training that we're trying to get going, because again, we've had enough of people ask for kind of a very intro to fieldcraft. So we're trying to get training going. It's just very hard logistically with, again, us being in two different countries across three different time zones, working two different full time jobs. It's fucking difficult to coordinate. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of a gong show, but but yeah, again, if anyone wants any information, hit us up, message us. Like we're both human. We and like every time I get a message, I message back, and so does Static. As long as we're around, yeah. And then same thing for training, because um, yeah, just this upcoming, again, yeah, depending on when you guys post this, but in December, I'm taking a dude out one on one, and I'm trying to get another guy in Alaska in February because again, they reached out to me and they want me to come one on one to just kind of do our intro to fieldcraft. So, man, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, that's we'll have to see if we can come out because I'd love to. I'd love to get a class. I love learning stuff. Heck yeah! Just need to need to get the Canadian <laughs> down here. Well, uh, whenever we do post this, though, we will put all of your guys' sure. links and everything awesome. in the description. Thanks. So if you're you know listening to this, you can you can find them in the description. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay for them nods. Assets not assets not liabilities. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> asses, not goodness uh and you, know, you can find us anywhere that you podcast and it was so great having you guys on yes thank thanks you guys again guys on. we're here to we're here to train up a better class of man and we truly believe that you guys are further that you. goal so thank you for having thank you for coming on yeah of course and you guys are always welcome back so wherever you are wherever you're doing stay safe and stay in the fight bye everybody Oh,